0: Three time Wisconsin Sports Raider of the Year, Jason Wilby. I'm not in emotional go for traveling Jason. Why are you always trying to stir stuff up, Jason? Is on Rutledge and Hamilton.
1: I don't know if I will go as far as you will.
0: With Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton. <laughs> All right, boys. All right. <laughs> presented by Coors Light. <laughs> I bet you Jason Wildey met a lot of, I know that Jason Wildey's met a lot of athletes and, and famous people in his life, and Jason Wildey joins us now on Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, Jim Rutledge, Chris Orr with you, and Jason, I'll, I'll ask you like this, because uh, Ryan, why don't you set up the throwing stones question that you asked earlier, it was it Anthony Richardson showed up at someone's house in an arm yep. in a sling, uh, he agreed to do this for a fan just to be a good guy, is that basically it?
2: Yeah, essentially, uh, the mm. fan's fiance helped reach out to Anthony Richardson somehow. I'm not totally sure how she reached out to him, whether it was yeah. a cameo or what it was, but he just showed up to his house, met him, shook his hand, took a photo, gave him a jersey and everything. Just seemed like an all-around good guy and just seemed like, I asked the guys, you know, if they could meet a famous person like that or if a famous person like that just showed up to their door, mm-hmm. how would they react? So that was how we got this conversation started, Jason. So, Jason, with that,
0: like, you know, obviously being around NFL locker rooms for you uh, specifically and... I've had a chance to cover a lot of different Mm. sports. It's been a while since I've done it. The athletes have been kind of demystified for me. So I said, like, yes, I would lose my mind if Michael Jordan showed up. But otherwise, if it was something more modern, it would be almost someone from, like, music Mm. or movies where they're not demystified for me. And Chris was kind of on that same tilt. Like, So, Jason, like, if someone just, like, I don't know, who who would uh, show up at your door that would make you be like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're here, and kind of revert back to being a fan of, it doesn't have to be an athlete. It could be a famous person or movie star or whatever.
1: Yeah, I would uh I would say I'm at a point in my life demystified is a great word, by the way. <laughs> it is and a great so, word. so <laughs> like even, uh like I have I, 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 I did brag about this to Paula. Uh I now have Robin Yount's phone number. Which
0: <laughs> That's awesome. If
1: you would have told seven year old me uh in nineteen seventy nine, uh you would someday have your baseball heroes. Uh, phone number probably would have not believed but you know I've I've interviewed him a bunch he's been on the show a few times like he still has a special special place in my heart but he has been to some degree demystified he's just this really cool 68 year old guy that I grew up worshipping so I would say I'm at a place now where because of the girls it would be there's there's really two people that I can think of that I would want to show up at my door. Because even like, you know, my, my buddy Dan Smichek with the Bucks uh, introduced Sydney last year uh, to Drew Holiday. And it, the trade did not go over well <laughs> in our house.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, she's excited that she got her jersey assignment yesterday for basketball season, and Drew is wearing four for the Celtics, and she's wearing four for
0: the Jaguars. So she's really excited yes. about
1: that. But the two people... I would pick our pink and Taylor Swift.
2: Mm. Those are good ones. Mm. I mentioned Taylor Swift. Instantly like, cool dad. Yeah, instantly cool dad. You're the coolest dad. You you would instantly become the coolest dad oh. ever. Yeah, it'd take a lot. It would take a lot to impress those girls. <laughs> yes, it, it would, would take Taylor,
0: a lot. <laughs> yeah, if it was Taylor Swift, uh, he's on a pedestal.
2: Oh man. Yeah. Well, oh, man.
1: And, and look, in, and 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 I I hope you guys understand. I you know I certainly have uh, a ton of faults. We can have Paul on sometimes. <laughs> um, but, like, he, my girls have been really lucky. Like, I do have an incredibly cool job. And, like, you know, during the time that Aaron Rodgers and I did a radio show for four years, uh, the last show before he would leave town, uh, instead of doing it at my office at Lambo, he would do it at our house. Nice. And so he was not, you know, he was not this... Uh, mystical MVP player, uh, he was wacky Uncle Aaron who played hide-and-seek uh, and hid underneath the guest bedroom bed. Uh, <laughs> and to my horror, nearly uh, blew out his knee on the uh, basement flooring <laughs> playing around with the kids. Like that, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to explain this? So, <laughs> so for them, a lot of that has been Demystified too, and mm. so you know, the, I, and I, I, I don't. That's not a complaint. They're really lucky that they had those really cool opportunities. Um, but it would it, the bar's high, and so uh, like Jordan, like for you, like uh, I, I will admit, uh, I have interviewed Michael Jordan in a group setting early in my career covering the Bucks, but that was it, and and that is a guy, especially after we watched the Last Dance, that I think. Uh, Both Sydney and I would both be kind of overwhelmed by him.
0: Uh, Look, that's kind of the trade-off for. I mean, obviously Chris, obviously playing, but like you just, it's not quite the same when you Mm -hmm. get a chance to meet all those people. I mean, like like Ryan was making fun of me. I don't. These all these guys don't know me, but I've been in the locker rooms talking to Shaq, or I've talked to LeBron, and Mm -hmm. it's like it's still like, oh my god, the first time, like that's Shaq, but you got to be cool, and then you meet (laughs) up, and and then you learn over time that they're regular people. I covered them with Miami, Mm -hmm. and that team was horrendous, but. Mm -hmm. Well,
1: and and Chris, it's good. I'm glad you said that about Chris because obviously he's a terrific, uh, terrific college player and a very good pro player. I, I still want him to be in uh, on a roster instead of on with us, but I'm happy he's with us. That's but cool. I, 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 I would say this, like you know, I did that story a couple weeks ago where I talked to the six first and second year wide receivers that the Packers have on the roster, and it was all about how they watch film of Devontae Adams on their iPads trying to steal little things from them. Mm-hmm. And to a man, they were all giddy about being able to meet Devontae Adams on Monday night. Mm. Like, Malik Heath was like, I can't wait to meet him. Like, I've been <laughs> yeah. watching his film forever. Like, oh, yeah. So there's still that, even when you get into the league. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing Chris had a player or two that he came across yeah, that yeah. he probably felt that Mine
2: was Luke Keekly. Luke Keek, I met Luke Eakly yeah. in passing in a elevator, and I was like, "Man, that was Luke Keith <laughs> <laughs> Then eventually, eventually, yeah, we we went and watched film together. Even that was surreal to me. Yeah, that, yeah, you definitely still you definitely still get those feelings sometimes.
0: Well, and Chris, uh, and I think uh, as this is Roger Hamilton talking to Jason Wilder, well, but the Packers at a bye week. I thought there was something, you know, as we tie this to the young players for the Packers. Mm-hmm. You shared kind of an advantage you thought you had for yourself because you've had family play mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL that, yeah. again, is demystifying as the yeah. the theme of the day today, that mm-hmm. you kind of learned that it's just regular guys. Yeah, these are
2: just regular guys. So, yeah, it helps you when you go against them because you're like, Oh, like, yeah, it's cool. Like, you've you've had a great career. <laughs> I respect it. But you're just a regular guy. Like, I know I can – on any given play, I know I can beat you. Yeah, you have these tools or whatever. So, yeah, it can – That that's an advantage when you start playing against those people and you reach that level. But uh, also, yeah, just growing up, you know that the, the dream is real. You can realize it. You can touch it, that you don't have to be all of a sudden this, like, crazy, like, chosen one to make it, you know – I know that that's something that I wonder I wonder what the statistics were when y'all are growing up. I don't even know if people would talk about it, but, like, when you have career day or whenever they would ask, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm like, I want to play in the NFL. And they're like, well, you know, there's only a 2% chance of all, all the athletes make it there. And I'm like, bro, like. I understand you're saying that, <laughs> but this is definitely real. Like, my dad is just the same old man <laughs> as any other man. <laughs> <Take> <laughs> he that, enjoys God. his beer, <laughs> and he likes to relax. <laughs> so, if he can do it, I, I think it can be done, for sure. <laughs> uh,
0: Jason, do you think there's something to the idea of, like, <laughs> if you grow up around it and you see it with the athletes, but, like, the more you're around it for these ath- for these young players, the yeah. more they are able to kind of – Feel less intimidated.
1: Yeah, and and look, I I do think that you you have to find your way to get to that point, right? I mean, you know, you can't. uh, And and I'll I'll tie this back to the Packers in that, and and I said this to him, so I'm not talking crap behind his back. uh, And I think his behavior with the Jets this past off season is his way of admitting that he was wrong and, and I was right. He should have been at the Packers' offseason program last year to mm. demystify himself, Aaron yeah. Rodgers, sure. to the young guys that were on his team, the Christian Watsons, the Romeo mm. Dobbses, the Samari Toures. Like that's the that's exactly what Chris is, is talking about here, mm. and and the same with Luke Kuechly. Like, yeah, oh my God, one of the best linebackers ever. Do it is in the elevator with me. What do I say <laughs> to hey, we're going to watch film together, yeah. right? Like that, your relationship changed, and that. You know, I know theirs did too eventually, but he could have accelerated that. Mm-hmm. And th- to see how he behaved with the Jets this off season to get rid of that stigma, for lack of a better term, I think really goes to show that that is important, especially for star players. And I would be willing to bet, you know, I don't know many guys that play for the Chiefs, but I would be willing to bet that Patrick Mahomes does a pretty good job of that.
2: Yeah, for sure, especially for your quarterback. Especially for your quarterback, especially when it's a star quarterback, because you'll have that feeling about other players, like just like Jason mentioned with Devontae Adams and stuff like that. But when it's your quarterback, it's vital that you see them and they're in there because they're naturally the leader of your team. They they could easily bring the gel together. If your quarterback says we're not going to do something, we're not doing it. As a team, (laughs) we are not doing it, bro. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it is. They can, the coaches can be pissed, but we're, we're not doing it. So,
0: Jason, to tie this somehow it's back to the Packers here, I, I've been beating this uh, dead horse for a while now, but like, I still think that Jordan Love would have been better off if there was a guy who had played quarterback in the NFL in that quarterback room with him. Mm-hmm. That's not a threat to play, but a guy that can help him ride out yeah. the ups and downs that he, I'm sure he's mm-hmm. going through. Most teams with young QBs do that at least their first yeah. one or two years. Like of a, Like, like to, Andy Dalton. Chase Daniel did yeah, it a lot. Yeah. Andy Dalton did. Yeah. It. Like, just look to Chicago. Yeah. They are the expert of having young quarterbacks, but like, <laughs> <laughs> don't pan out. But they stick a veteran in the room yeah. to be like, "Hey, this mm-hmm. is how you. Do, this is how you like be yeah. a professional." And I know Jordan had that with Aaron, but it's another thing when you're the starter mm-hmm. to have a guy to lean on, yep, for sure.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I do think that Matt Lafleur had someone in mind that would have been perfect for that, given where he was uh, at in his career. And I, I was pushing for this because I don't think he would have been a threat to Jordan, because he clearly looked washed, Uh, and that would be Matt Ryan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matt Ryan, who played in Atlanta, won an MVP in Atlanta, while Matt LaFleur was his quarterback's coach. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought that that would have been a perfect pairing. Uh, Goody, I don't think, was even interested in that. But, as it turned out, it was a non-starter because of the contract that he had with the Colts, he, if he played for another team this year, he'd basically be paying, playing for free mm. because there was an offset. So they owe him like $11 million for this year. That's why he's on CBS, because that doesn't count in the offset. Mm. So he would have played for free for the Packers because whatever they paid him would have been a deducted from what the Colts owed him. Mm. So now next year, if he wants to do that job, he could still do it. And that contract thing is done now. So after this year, I, I agree. I think he would be great to have in that room. I always said a, a Matt Hasselbeck toward the end of his career type guy who could play and could get you through a game but really is no threat to replace your starting quarterback at that point in his career would be ideal. And, you know, obviously it didn't work out for this year, but uh, I would I would strongly suggest that. I, I am really eager. Tausch and I got into this discussion a little bit today. I'm really eager to see not only how the next 12 games go, but then how the season goes at the start of next year, because Tausch still Mm -hmm. thinks that they could give Jordan Love a contract extension this year, and and I don't agree. Mm -hmm. I think they purposely are, uh, they want to get to midway through next year before they have to make a decision, and I think the way the first five games have gone have underscored the fact that you just don't know at Mm -hmm. this point what he is and what he
0: isn't. Jason, with that, and uh, we'll let you go after this one, but this idea of I think they're closer to not giving up on Jordan, but like at some point they're probably closer to thinking they might have to hedge. Whether that's mm. bringing in like look at San Francisco, mm. they had Trey Lance, then they found Brock Purdy somehow, mm. but they still hedge with Sam Darnold. And like, mm. uh, and then you could the Packers could hedge by drafting a fourth, fifth round guy, and then bringing in their own Sam Darnold of mm. a guy who didn't work out somewhere else that like is capable because the floor these guys have jobs they have to worry about and yeah, how they're perceived. Sure. At, at some point, do you think the Packers? <clears throat> This offseason, think about a hedge. Even if Jordan Love, let's say it just evens out for him, and he just is some sort of statistical comp, which someone pointed out to me, his stats comp out to like an average Jake Cutler year for the Bears. Oh, but, um, oh that's would, gotta hurt, right? But I mean that, like, if if that's what he comes out to, do you think the Packers would end up hedging a little bit? Like, you're not going to go all in on someone else, but like, cover your butt, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I look, I don't think they're going to be bad enough with so many bad teams in the league. That they're going to be in the Caleb Williams conversation or the Drake May conversation. So then you then you're you know trying to still fi- spend your time figuring out what Jordan is uh, and hoping that year two of him being a starter is kind of like Rogers' second year, right, where he you know really took a huge jump and got them to the playoffs. And you know I, I just I, again I, I know we all feel so much pressure in this business to be declarative and then be right about it and you know i'm i'm lucky that gkb doesn't require me to do that and (laughs) i hope that i'm more helpful to fans than if i was constantly acting like i was the smartest guy in the room and i knew everything and then never talked about how many times i was wrong and just talked about the times i was right because there's plenty of people who do that in this business i I just don't i i don't know i and I, i anybody who tells you you know the the knuckleheads like Terry Bradshaw going on Fox after two games with Jordan Love and saying, you know, the Packers got their third straight great quarterback. It's incredible. (laughs) After two games. And now the people that are going on, you know, whatever shouting television show they're on, saying that this guy is too indecisive. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. Like, uh, this is what young quarterbacks do. And, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. we just haven't seen it in such a long time. And Rodgers, quite frankly, was better as that first-year starter than I think anybody anticipated. Mm-hmm. And so we just don't know how to handle the ups and downs, and I'm, I'm eager to see more ups, and I'm expecting to see more downs as well.
0: Yeah, I think he's got a, a lot more to prove, and we'll continue to talk about that uh, with you, Jason, as the season goes along. All right, guys, take care. Be good. All right, thanks, All Jason. Right. Uh, it's Jason Wildy. We'll wrap up the show next. This is Rutledge Hamilton.